Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Paradigm of 32 Podcast. I'm your humble and gracious host, Rashad Horn. And on today's show episode, I want to talk about the corn shortage, right? I want to talk about the corn shortage. Um, My finite knowledge... I didn't necessarily go into the entire, um, I didn't jump through all the loops. Essentially, when I saw corn shortage, I left it at nothing more than the mint um, is going to have to roll back capacity, the amount of workers that they have due to the virus. So obviously, there's going to be a corn shortage if they're not able to you know, work overtime or, you know, even work the scheduled hours or whatever the situation is, or just, again, like I say, lower the amount of people that are actually working. So obviously that's going to have, that's going to cause a, a hiccup uh, within the system. But, you know, with me, you know, for the most part, when I see something, you know, I like to just delve a little bit deeper. So, I found this article on uh, Slate.com and written by Molly Olmstead, Steed, uh, titled Everything You Need to Know About the National Coin Shortage, right? So um, it starts off with, you know, basically what it was that I was talking about, about obviously the, the mint and the individuals not um you know just being able to work the way they want to work you know and it's going to cause a hiccup but basically what the article said is technically it's not a shortage it's just a lack of circulation right so this is uh from the article it says large numbers of coins currently in circulation have also been essentially locked up in homes many americans have been staying in more they ordered more things online or opted out of fear of contamination to pay for food and other in-person purchases with credit cards right so obviously you're going to have that particular situation and then I'm sure I'm not the only person that's like this, but my father, just to kind of get off of it, if someone says he's somewhere and something is fifteen thirty-five, all right, he's gonna get out fifteen dollars and he's gonna give him the thirty-five cent, right? And so for a period of time, um, I would do that. You know, I would pay exact change, but now it's gotten to the point, which again, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only person in this article highlighted this, that in the event that someone wants you to pay exact change, you don't feel like rambling through, you know, and as a man, for the most part, you know, we're not just walking around with change. Well, at least I'm not, I can't speak for all. There may be some, well, like, like I said, my father, he walks around with change, but a lot of individuals I know aside from my father, not just walking around with change in their pocket. And if someone is saying, hey, you need to pay exact change, 
So if something's $18, I just can't give you a 20. You need $18 and whatever the excess is. I'm just going to reach in my pocket. And I'm going to pull out my, my card and I'm going to pay for it that way and be done with it. So uh, it goes on to talk about uh, some of the smaller businesses such as coffee shops, bakeries, and other places that sell goods for under $10. They've been closed down and restricted payment methods. So obviously I can attest this to like um, a barbershop, right? Which obviously a barbershop, um, you know, no one is charging you $10.35 for a haircut, but you have instances in which they, in certain instances, they don't necessarily have change either. So if something is um, $35, you may just give them two 20s. Right. They may not have the fives to give you. So they may ask you to pay either thirty five dollars or just cash out me the money. Right. And that's aside from the corn shortage. But obviously that's. um, We've been moving towards that for a while now. Right. And so the corn shortage is just highlighting it. Right. But in the event, we've essentially been slowly, slowly moving towards as what they call a cashless society. So, you know, again, back to these coffee shops, bakeries and things of that particular nature, you know, items that are under ten dollars, you know, they want exact change. And you're like, hey, I don't have exact change. Obviously, you're just going to swipe your card and be done with. it, Right. And if you like me and my wife. You know, we have a roll of coins um, at the house and, you know, we just have it. Right. It's just I don't know how much it is, but we just have it. So um, then it talked about, you know, where you have a situation where you can or some people are wanting you to convert your coins to cash. And due to health reasons, they're saying that some people don't want to linger in grocery store lines to use coin kiosks. True story. Um, because I was too lazy to wrap the coins, I would collect coins and all that stuff like that. Um, and I would go to the coin kiosk and, you know, they're taking a cut out of it. You know, it's not a a big cut, but, you know, after about two to three times of me going and just pouring my change and I was like, wait a minute, I'm not going to keep giving you my change and you taking a cut, even though that, you know, I'm putting it into this machine. Let me just take my lazy self because the price of um, wrapping paper to wrap the coins is going to be cheaper than the fee that you charge me. And once I buy the wrapping paper, probably, you know, just that one time, depending on how many I get, you know, I'm good. Right. So that's what that is. Um, Also, it talks about how, um, you know, banks, you know, they need to have a certain amount of coins on hand as well, you know. So it went down and the uh, bullet point said, who does the coin shortage hurt most? OK, so um, reading, it says to the average American, this shortage may only cause minor headaches, a harder time paying at a parking meter or exact change required at a coffee shop. Now, for those who um, travel you know, whether it's for leisure or for anyone that's um, works in the transportation industry like myself, um, I like to stop at rest areas. And 
a lot of rest areas, you know, I don't know if it has anything to do with it, which I'm sure it has to do with the funding within the state about the type of vending machines that they have. A lot of places I go to, the vending machines have changed, right? And so, you know, but here recently, lately, due to the areas that I've that I run, I've been seeing a lot more vending machines that, you know, you can swipe your card. Now, some of them have a lag and then you still have to the situation which the machine may get hung up and it doesn't give you your the item. And so it's like, okay, now I got to dispute a dollar fifty claim and all the different type of stuff like that. So, um, yeah. And I've. I think when we went to when my wife and I we went to Vegas for her um my sister-in-law wedding um we had to utilize a parking meter but luckily the parking meter I didn't have to put any change in it it was a I could utilize a debit card with it so you know so in some parts of the world they're already moving you know towards it so the article moves on and says um some 8 million American households, or roughly 6% of Americans, are unbanked, meaning that because of fees and other financial hurdles, they have no checking, savings, or money market account. So uh, if anyone knows anything about that, you know, obviously to open up certain accounts, they want you to have, you know, a certain amount of money. You know, you may have a situation where an account, they want you to have two to $300 to open it. And then depending on the type of financial institute you, you have, they'll charge you a fee that if you don't that if you don't keep a certain amount in that account, they're going to take money from that as well as service fees that they have, right? All that particular different type of stuff like that. So it says many rely on services such as money orders, pawn shop loans, or payday loans. And this information uh, was given by Vinky Sankar. Uh, a marketing professor at the Center for Retailing Studies at uh, Texas A&M. So she goes on to state that Americans who make 25000 a year or less use cash for around 45% of their purchases. So 45% of their purchases, right? It's not, you know, half and half, but 45% is a large chunk. And we're already... Um, putting into the spectrum individuals that make $25,000 or less because a lot of instances, those individuals like stated, those are the type of individuals that um, pay their loan places. They target those type of people and they can hit them with extreme interest and, and all the different type of stuff like that. So uh, continuing on, it says, so those Americans might struggle to pay for essential services without change on hand, right? Uh, they also find it more stressful to round up or donate their change should stores ask for it. Uh, for an unbanked or underbanked person, it could leave them in a horrible situation if they don't have access to the cards. Uh, and this was stated by uh, Angela Lyons, a professional of economics at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Right. So um, those are the individuals that, um, you know, it, it hurts the worst. And this and we're just speaking in terms of the corn shortage. But those people are hurt, you know, a lot anyway. Again, when we look at some of the places 
um, that they are looking to get money from pawn shops and um, pay their lenders. Right. Um, so she goes on to say that, you know, small businesses already hurt from the pandemic and working on tight margins are also at risk. Um, and this goes back to what, you know, something I said, you know, customers might think twice about making a small purchase with cash if they have to dig through their pockets for exact change. Uh, they'll suffer. Uh, so if they can't hand back exact change or if they insist you must pay exact change, you know, they'll lose customers. Right. So you have a situation in which you have those, you know, type of people that, you know, the type of people that leave reviews. And all it takes is one bad experience at certain places. And they vowed that I will never go to that place again. I'll never. They treated me like an animal. They didn't, they treated me. It was indecent, right? And, you know, they'll go all off, off of a situation such as, you know, sorry, sir. Uh, we can't give you change, but can you play an exact change? And some people may understand it, but you'll have the ones that say, what do you mean you don't have change? Don't you run a business? Why don't you have change? Well, I don't have a card, you know, you know, can I just, you know, so you have those situations and, you know, there's people like that. And um, so this article, it goes, uh, goes on because uh, when I was working out in uh, Texas, right, and there were a lot of individuals that were working out there due to. Uh, a lot of jobs were out there at the time. And a lot of people, you know, utilize laundromats. I remember I went to a laundromat out there one time because um, the area that we were working in, that was the only place we could actually wash our clothes. And so a lot of laundromats, you know, that's all they use. And a lot of them, they only allow for you to use quarters. So as this article goes on, they speak to a the president and CEO of Coin Laundry Association, uh, Brian Wallace, and he stated that a large number of the 30,000 laundromats in the U.S. are vulnerable, given that some 56% accept quarters as their only form of payment. Only quarters, no dimes, no nickels, most certainly not any pennies, right? So, um, and he said the issue is in how the industry works. It said laundry mats need to sustain a certain inventory of quarters in order to allow customers to be able to exchange their bills. If we can't make change, we can't make money. Right? If we can't make change, we can't make money. So, obviously, that's just like um, if we if you go to, I remember, um, you have instances in which like we used to have arcade games and stuff like that where or even, you know, to a car wash or something, they have the situation where you can put a five, a ten in, you can get five and ten dollars worth of quarters, right? You can do all of that and utilize that to wash your car. I haven't gone I haven't aside from um automatic car washes, I haven't Myself personally going by a car wash in which they have allowed for you to utilize a debit card. So along with the con the uh laundromat, obviously car washes, places that uh are only accepting change and you have to exchange it. So obviously they're gonna be um hit um bad. 
So, um, so it goes on to talk about um, how it ends. So it says the Federal Reserve uh, announced the formation of a U.S. coin task force. This was on June 30th. And it says that uh, in recent weeks, the Mint has begun to return to like normal operations. And it said it is set to produce 1.65 billion coins every remaining month of 2020. And it stated that usually, you know, obviously without this hiccup, they usually produce about a billion a month, right? So they're already, you know, delivering a little bit more to kind of catch up. And obviously, even with them producing more, obviously, you we're still going to need, you know, still need individuals to actually uh, go outside and, you know, and get that, you know, get that change going in circulation. Um, let's see. Uh, it says the Fed um, started rationing coins, um, telling banks to only order the absolute needed to meet uh, demand. Uh, it says banks as well as large retail chains are incentivizing customers um, <clears throat> to give their coins and receive additional cash. Obviously, uh, some stores are giving out loyalty cards, gift cards, all of these particular, you know, all these particular different things are just rounding payments up to the nearest dollar. Right. So um, that's what they're doing. Uh, but on the, I guess what you want to say on a good note, um, they're basically stating that this could potentially end in six to 18 months. Right. So that's, uh, that's a pretty big gap, right? That's a pretty big gap, but obviously it, it just depends on obviously how, um, the country does. Um, with uh, the pandemic and things of that particular nature. Because like I said, even if we go to like uh, sporting events, like high school football games, for example, uh, you get nachos and drinks and everything is like a dollar fifty, a dollar twenty-five, you know, two twenty-five, things of that particular nature. So obviously those particular places as well are going to be um, you know, in a situation unless you're at a a school that has, you know, top of the line stuff where, you know, they can, you know, swipe debit cards and, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, all of that different type of stuff like that. So um, as it goes on, you know, which something I didn't even think that had anything to do with this, but they talked about any time that um, something pertaining to coin shortages the issue of the penny is always brought up so interesting fact is stated that because of inflation the penny which is one cent it actually cost two cents to produce one penny so you know, obviously it talks about, you know, moving towards more towards a uh, cashless society and things of that particular nature. And as it says, some people just have long argued that they should just round down to the nearest nickel, uh, eliminating the need for the coin that they see as nothing but a drag. Um, So. 
and they stated that some retailers, that's what they're doing, and it's causing some of the public to become more comfortable with the idea. So, um, but as the article continues, they, they talk about the aspect that they don't feel that they'll end up doing away with the penny. And some people just feel like, hey, it's just, you know, it's too many resources that are being utilized to make um, this particular coin to keep, you know, to keep it going. So um, I don't really know. I mean, I don't know if they discontinue making a penny, would it, would it make the penny um, more valuable? Um I'm not necessarily sure what they, I don't really know, you know, I don't really know. So it's, um, you know, it's quite interesting, you know, um, series of events that the, um, that all of this, but like I said, I just, I was, I was really interested, you know, because I didn't, I obviously, I didn't think that, uh, just a slowdown in work activity was the reason that um, there was a coin shortage, right? Even though I feel like that obviously is the um, giant elephant, but, you know, just things like that, you know, just putting into perspective laundromats, car washes, uh, small businesses that, you know, utilize small coins and, and just that aspect that people are using cards more where they may have a, a, ch- a change some people have converted uh cigarette holders to just change things and you know so instead of just reaching there getting the change out it's a lot easier to reach into your wallet your purse and just pull out your card and just say here here you know just take my card you know i got a change right here i could cash you out but you know i much rather keep it you know because i don't want to i don't feel like um exchanging it right and funny story before i get out of here funny story (laughs) funny story um i had a friend this happened when we were younger and he went to the store and it was a it was a young lady that was working the register and so she told him it's total, and I'm sure you probably know where this story is headed. If you don't, but you know, just you know, just listen. So he gave her, you know, just you know, with some change or whatever like that. So maybe just let's just say hypothetically, it was nine fifteen. So he just gave her a ten, and she struggled trying to figure out how much change to give him back. <laughs> You know, she just kind of reached in there. She gave him like maybe sixty-five cent back, and he's like, "Hey, hey, 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 now my change. You, you know, you owe me." I'm like, oh, you know, I didn't, you know, like that. So, but you know, it just is is interesting because it makes it easier in the event that you may have a person at a cash register who is not as quick if the cash register doesn't display to them what they're supposed to give you back if it's just an old cash register you just say you got 10 and then it just it leaves the total up there and you you have to think in your mind what it is you know you may have a situation like that right but i just thought that you know it was kind of it was kind of funny but it's not because i know people struggle with things like that but it's just the way that he said it was just made it just 
Um, so hilarious, and y'all have to excuse my uh, my my humor, <laughs> but I thought it was I just thought it was funny, you know. But um, let's get back out here, man. Let's get these coins circulating, man. Uh, tired of using my debit card because one of the things that if 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 any of you notice, they're not making the cards out of much. They're not making the cards out of much. It doesn't take much for you to stick that little chip in there, and it says unable to read chip. You know, you have to swipe the. You know, we're already swiping the cards a lot now. You know, before, but now we're swiping them even more. So it's like, you know, hey, I I need another card before the card actually expires, right? And so it's essentially putting me in a bind because it's going to take me 10 business days, which is two weeks, to get the card back. So it's like, you know, so, yeah, we got to, you know, we got to get this change back out here circulating. Or they need to, you know make these cards a little bit better you know but anyway it's another episode of paradigm 132 podcast i'll be back to you again next week peace